No, because the thing is, you see, if we're not careful, um, we're going to run out of light bulbs. I know, I ain't even cleaned it. Have you cleaned the lens? I got. I cleaned the bulb, Yeah, yeah. but not the lens. And we are talking about the lighthouse, aren't we? Yeah, we are talking about the lighthouse. <laughs> 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 Always clean your bulb. Always clean the bulb. That's the joy of living in a lighthouse, though. <laughs> you got plenty of time to clean your bulb. Yeah, I can polish my bulb whenever I like. <laughs> Best advice I ever had was Kev from uh, the old uh, print work one time. I was going to meet a particular lady. He said, go home get in the shower and keep scrubbing your bulb so you can see your own face in it. And it's some of the best advice I've ever had when seeing maybe your ladies. But can you imagine though looking down and actually seeing your face in your own penis? <laughs> you just staring well, back at it. No, no, less. it was like dog food. And can you imagine then start talking to you and giving you advice? <laughs> maybe give you a wish. He's yeah. <laughs> screaming orgasm. Oh, no. <laughs> the genie of the lob. <laughs> Yeah, so the bulb's good. Oh, no, the bulb's not good. The bulb's not good, no. I no. think it's all, everything's everything's pretty much operational, though. It's, yeah. all, it's, it's all going to be okay. Well, I'll promise to clean the lens tonight. Yeah, you, know you I mean? I'll, I'll, I'll go up the ladder in whatever winds we're facing tonight. Yeah. I'll get that clean. It's maybe a calm night, fairly calm night tonight. I'll have the calm night. Yeah, see for miles. Yeah, I'll, the, I'll, we'll see where the beam lands to. That's what we need to see tonight, <laughs> don't we? So here we are. We're the two lighthouse keepers at Kraken Cove. And I we're for, epi- we're for episode two. Episode yep. two, it's looking all right. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm Benny. And uh, yeah, we'll welcome you here to our lovely little cosy corner. Um, we're in one of the higher rooms today, so it's one of the higher rooms up there. We're just below the lamp, and, and above we've got the kitchens. Above <laughs> the kitchens, and uh, yeah, and we can uh, you can look we can look out through that little window over there, and we can just see the beam swinging out across the bay. I know it's cosy, very very cosy. And uh, I do have some wonderful news stories. Ooh, so brilliant. Yeah, I've got brilliant. some things that we can have a little look at, you know what I mean? So, first one we're going to have a look at today. Let's cast that beam. Yeah. Cast that beam out there. Well, you see, we weren't the original ones to cast the beam. The first ones have been casting the beam for us today. It's been NASA. Oh. Yeah. Love a little bit of space in you. Yeah, I do as well. I like this one. So, a bizarre UFO hovering between Earth and the International Space Station was caught on live camera feed by NASA in incredible footage that lasts over 20 minutes. Now, this is a uh, thing from the Metro. So, uh, cameras on board the International Space Station have picked up a strange cone-shaped object in orbit around the Earth. My God, the cone heads are here. The cone heads are here, man, you know. The unexplained object seemingly keeps pace with the space station as the cameras remain locked on it for over 20 minutes. Oh, my God, and that's proper NASA. So this is NASA, this is spaceships of ours... When we're excited something about there's another moon that comes into our orbit sometimes. There's one at the moment that's been in for a few weeks. And it's oh, the mini moon? Gonna, yeah, yeah, the mini oh, moon. Oh, you see, these are. I think the mini moons are a little bit of a con. Right. Have you seen, how big do you think a mini... How big should a mini moon be? Well, it's got. I know we've got an abnormally large moon for our Earth, so yeah. I'd say... 
maybe the size of an Eddie Stobart truck. Oh, that's a good <laughs> one. It's 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 one point nine by one point five meters. Ah, oh, cool. So <laughs> that's what it's that's yeah. that mini. But it's imagine a, a mini room fucking crashing into us. Yeah. Well, you know, we have any concern like that is in the yeah, that's object, it, yeah. isn't it? Well, I think it's the only second one that they've ever recorded actually falling into our orbit. Right? Is this the one the last couple of days? Yeah, that yeah, we've seen, yeah. yeah. But no, this is different. This is actually a, a cone shape. This is a cone shaped craft of some sort. So, fanning the conspiracy flames even further, the camera zooms in on the object at one point, suggesting that NASA is aware of its presence. Now, get this. For the bus-sized object to keep pace with the International (laughs) Space Station, it would need to be travelling at around 78 kilometres per second. Why? That's so swift. And to keep perfectly in line with it as well. Oh, that's it, yeah. So the footage was picked up and shared on a YouTube channel called ET Database. Oh, sweet. So, you know, and uh, the the host of that, UFO watcher Scott C. Waring, said... (laughs) That is NASA zooming in on the UFO, not me. <laughs> Wearing notes of the footage. <laughs> They're as baffled by it as I am. <laughs> they don't know what it is or why it's there. <laughs> During the feed, <laughs> they mentioned coordinates and there could be secret code as the location of the object. They don't want it to be too obvious. Bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, it's fucking yeah. But to see it's going so fast, it could shoot off in every direction, but it's keeping up. With it's it. keeping still. But what I like about this, right, is in it, it might not be actually a UFO. It might be secret military technology. Because what it is now, I don't know if you've seen this thing, the, UFO, the US Air Force has a small autonomous plane called the X-37B that conducts intelligence operations from orbit. And it's built by Boeing, and flown remotely, right? Because it looks like a mini space shuttle. Yeah, yeah. But he just zips up there, and it just stays up there. It oh just zips around, God. and they just whiz it around. So it's like a drone, like some exactly. yeah, it's space, space drone. Oh, space drone! Has he got lasers? Space drone. Talk to me about lasers. <laughs> <laughs> He's got lasers. I'd like to think it's full of water and being flown by dolphins. <laughs> yeah. Space dolphins. The pilot craft. You know what I mean? He's just fucking muddled in it. Yeah. It's like that cigar-shaped object. I still haven't read in, enough about that thing. Can into our solar system so weirdly than just trans, you know just well they just, just let, let it go they just they just paste over it and say you know oh it could be a weird object it might not but we don't know it's gone by we haven't oh, got come on. Scooby-Doo have we no. it could be anything yeah but the thing is now we've got all these amazing satellites that can see amazing nebula out of space and things yeah yeah Something whizzes by Earth, gives us a quick wave, and we go, I don't know what it is, cigar shape. <laughs> Come on, mate. He's had cone shaped yeah. cigar shape. It's like one of them blocks of you know, kindergarten shape. Yeah, it's a bit rectangle or something yeah. like that, you know. It's just, no, no, I think it's about time. They need something out in space ready to land. They need this yeah, little thing, time. the SpaceX thing. Yeah, yeah, to come Get it out there. Maybe it's doing it and they're just not telling us, though. They might be like out there and they've seen more. They're never going to tell us. Can you imagine giant space dildo wangs in from a <laughs> huge creature from outer space? Well, we don't know what he's doing. Get the dolphins quickly. Get the dolphins <laughs> Send the dolphins into <laughs> a giant rubber space penis. 
I'd love it, Dirty Bastards. I would. The dolphins are filthy, aren't they? Yeah. Well rapey dolphins. I know. They, they rape each other's blowholes. You know, the gay dolphins actually shove it in the other ones. They do. They do, they do blowholes, man. Well, they, well, it's true. But, I mean, the worst thing, another story that's come out uh, today that was widely reported <laughs> over this week uh, is, is somebody who might be able to help us out oh, going right. out there to intercept things and look at doing space dildos and Ooh, everything. Oh, lovely. Right? <laughs> Um, it's the a daredevil flat earther. Oh no! <laughs> I've followed him before. We're a bit mortified with these stories. He's reading that you were asking it. I didn't see it at all. Yeah, steam powered. <clears throat> the man's a fucking maniac, right? <laughs> he was. So, a daredevil who espoused flat earth conspiracies died on Saturday after falling from a homemade rocket. <laughs> Mad Mike Hughes, a former limo driver who built himself as the world's greatest daredevil. Can I just repeat that? He built himself. <laughs> Uninsurable. Yeah. That's what he says. That's, That's what you are, pal. The world's greatest daredevil was attempted to launch himself 5,000 feet into the air on a steam-powered rocket. Why did it have to be steam-powered, though? All right, you need a flat earth and all that. Why go fucking steam well, he's just I mean, I've seen pictures of him and he looks like a hick, but he's like, I, I like to imagine him as some sort of like new Victorian kind of character. Like so. with coal and everything, just showing yeah. it. Yeah, that's his in a Swede spacesuit. Tally ho, chaps, here we go. God, it's amazing though. Imagine watching now. I just like, I'm going to die now. Watch this guy. Don't <laughs> <laughs> get this. Right. In a video of the incident posted by freelance writer Justin Chapman, the parachute rips off immediately after launch. And then moments later, Hughes can be seen falling through the air and crashing to the ground in a desert near Barstow, California, as people present at the scene gasp. Uh, Are these going to get that... And then that horrible thuddy bounce and stuff oh, like that. Across the desert, just like, oh, get your Tupperware away, kids. Like we're going up. You know, and it's like, you know, I mean, he's done a lot of different things as this guy, you know what I mean? He's like, a, he holds the Guinness World Record for the longest limousine ramp jump. <laughs> I'd loved it. It was a steam-powered space limousine. He was taking us. We dove co-pilots. You know, I think he's just... Okay. I mean, we do need more characters. It is. I love that he done it. He just, what a waste. You know what I mean? A bit more safety there. You need it because he's... Why did the why was his parachute out? Why did he get ripped off straight no away on launch? His parachute got ripped off. No idea. He's, he's obviously. Oh, he's, he's a, I mean, he's, he's obviously clever because he's made a steam powered yeah, rocket. Yeah, it's fantastic. But he's sort of he's got he's like hick smart, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. He's one of these things. It's sort of like he's like the smartest monkey in the bunch, sort of thing. You know, and he, he, he he's he's brilliant. How far he's come. He's got like a quarter of the way through a Shakespeare book, and now we're I'll take it from here. Yeah. <laughs> Just, and he's like, man, and he's off, and he's like, fucking. But I mean, that's it. If, he, if, he, if he'd had a bit more nails about him, he could have been up there in space. Yeah, exactly. But did he have a space suit? Oh, what going to happen when he got off? Oh, no, he was in his sweet suit, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> that's all he was wearing. <laughs> so I, 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 I do a No, a round of applause for him. That is just fantastic. Fair effort. But then again, he says. Um, he did in 2018, he said that he wanted to the launch because he, uh, he wanted to do the launch because he believed the Earth was flat. Do I believe the Earth is shaped like a frisbee? I believe it is, he said. <laughs> <laughs> do I know for sure? No. That's why I want to go up in a space. And, but this is easy. He's, 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 
He's probably doesn't listen, does he? Yeah, there's a hot air balloon. Could he have done it with that? He could have Why? done it with that. He could have set up a bloody drone. He could have yeah, set up yeah. something. Oh, but no, there's people going up there and, it, and they've already said to him, um, Mad Mike, and the Earth's drowned because we're on spaceships up there. Don't believe them. Yeah. And then he goes, well, I'm going to build a rocket to go up there myself. And people say, don't worry, Mad Mike, we've already done that. He goes, no, I'm going to build one myself. <laughs> I want oh, to see all right, well, okay, what are you going to do? Are you going to use uh, jet fuel? No, I'm going to use steam. It's like Mike. So dangerous, doesn't it? How the hell has he got that pressure to go that far up? Oh God! Can't you even burst the boiler in That's that? That's not I mean. Just the whole crowd nearby. Oh, you just think, fucking hell, mate. Oh, you know, just listen. Steam these vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. Nasty. So I mean, he he did get what were coming to him in a horrible kind of way. You know what I mean? But I mean, oh. we have to salute Mad Mike. It is it's the it. star man. He's yeah. out there. He's, he's he's out there. A damn fine effort. You know what I mean? But it's you know. And the money from him must be quite good driving limos if you can build your own fucking. First of all, doing the crazy jump that he did, I know. and then building his own spaceship. There must be money in limo driving. God's sake, if we ever get stuck for out, the lighthouse ends up packing in or out, run out of bulbs. Yeah, but that's the thing, we can't leave all the time because we've got caught nicking sweets that time with four bodies. <laughs> it's true, actually. We can't we keep going. I suppose we, we could do shifts. Mm, limo driving one. It won't be the same. It won't be the same. We need to do it together. So that's <laughs> a good point. Somebody who could keep you company mm-hmm. while you're on the long cold nights alone. There is, um, there's a young lady here, right, mm-hmm. called Danielle Reed, and she says, I can't leave the house without strangers staring or taking photos. Of me. <laughs> I thought, oh, Danielle, that's a bit of a buzz to be in the paper saying that. Is that headline? I don't exactly, know. yeah. <laughs> so, student Danielle Reed, 22, from Motherwell. Has a rare form of dwarfism. Oh, bless her. <laughs> and says she's re- repeatedly mistaken for a child and is picked up in pubs by drunk men. Oh, Which is a terrible thing to do, you know? And it's like. And it's, 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 she's 3 foot 11 inches. She's only 22. Yeah. I've seen a photo. She's really, really bet, pretty. Yeah, yeah, pretty. Pretty young lass. Yeah, yeah. You know? But her body's the right size, or a, 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 for want of a better word, normal size. Mm-hmm. But it's her arms and legs little. Alright. So that's wow. what makes her smally smalls. But which is fine. Could you walk around alright? Yeah, she's gonna do her shopping and all that sort Excellent. of stuff. Yeah, she, she's independent. And and she's got um it's 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 a it's a case of anchondroplasia, I think it's called, which means a torso is average length, but her legs and arms are significantly shorter than most people. Mm. You know? And it's like uh, she's describing the things she has to go go through. I mean, people are just stopping in the street, they're laughing at and they're taking pictures. Oh, when so the piss they're picking up, and it happens every time. She says it's terrible. Her mates are sticking up for her yeah, and all that yeah. sort of stuff. And I did feel sorry for her. I felt really sorry, but I did think, is it a story for the paper? Maybe awareness, yeah. raise awareness. She's gone like, to the papers, or the paper's gone to work. Well, I personally think that she's got in the paper because she's really good looking. Ah, yeah. She's yeah. a very, very pretty young woman, and yeah. I think, and that kind of nailed me. But I thought, well, you know, we're not all. I'm not a good looking person. Yeah. You know, so I won't get in the paper just turn around and say, oh, like I'm a little bit tall, me, and I've got a weird beard. <laughs> oh, p- poor old me. But you, you know, can get the beans off the top shelf, fine. You know. Well, what I mean? I can't be, but people use me for that. It's exploitation, <laughs> isn't it? So you know, but I mean, I, I, any blokes. 
picking, actually physically picking up. That's a file that finger. Is, That's that as is solid as that, yeah. Yeah, no, it ain't right at all. You know, and it's like, so I did feel really sorry for it. I thought, well, you know, you've got a good thing going for you because you're a good-looking lass and, you know, all that sort of stuff. It's fair enough. But then I made the mistake of going down to the comments <laughs> at the bottom underneath. <laughs> well, I'm the rotten <laughs> bastards. I hate the internet for <laughs> And so there's a bloke called Jake Clark 1, and he says, what a beautiful lady. I would be proud to have her on my arm. The best things come in small packages. Mm. And then a bloke called Yorkshire Kippy written underneath, he says, on your arm. What, you mean like a hawk? I can imagine this it's mean though, isn't it? It is, it's horrible. It's a mean, you, don't, you won't be having a, a small lady perched on no. your like a hawk. <laughs> like Lady Hawk. Like Lady Hawk. It'd be good for fancy dressing for Halloween, wouldn't it? Yeah, you dress could as, do a lot on Dress as a big owl. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, oh, bless her cotton socks. Yeah, a little cotton socks. She's doing really little cotton socks. Yeah, very little cotton socks. <laughs> she could save a bit of money on that tonight. Gloves and cotton socks. Yeah, she's yeah. Making, making a killing on that kind of is thing. Is it England then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Motherwell, somewhere like I think it's the north, isn't it? Motherwell, yeah. it's Yorkshire somewhere. Oh, yeah. Nice and topical. Yeah, yeah. The beam does go that far. Yeah, it does. The beam, beam sweeps out towards Motherwell, you know. So we've got to go further afield. Yeah, further afield. This is one of my so I'm gonna over the seas. Yeah. We're gonna go we're, we're off to back to we're off to the home of the weird, we're off to Florida now. <laughs> Human tongues found in jars underneath home during an inspection. I have heard of this. One of our favourite um podcasts yeah. come with this. I know you're well really? They have called to oh, it. Oh man. But again I've heard it from one side just from theirs. I don't know what you've been what you've been casting your light on. Oh I've been casting light on this, it's the Metro. So basically what I'm doing is casting light on a lot of papers <laughs> to be honest. You need to read by some of it. It's yeah. hard to read in the dark. Long, and the internet connection over at the light, lighthouse here it's it's, it's, it's it is absolutely shocking. Yeah, you don't know bar. You get one bar, you're lucky boy. Yeah, we don't do that. That's why I get the papers. Get the papers in. Traditional. A metro is a good paper for a little yeah, yeah, so it's all right. Talk to me about tongues. Right. <laughs> so a home inspector was horrified after he found jars of human tongues and other remains in the crawl space of a home. The gruesome discovery was made in a home in northwest Gainesville, Florida, on Monday during an inspection of the house's foundation. Investigators said at least six gallon-sized jars. And what's a gallon now? Eight we... pints. Oh, shit. Oh. How many of them, sorry? <laughs> six oh. of them were found under the home. All we told. Containing formaldehyde and human body parts, uh. which... Police say included preserved tongues. I think there was a four jar of tongues oh and then other bits. God. But the weird thing is, each of the jars was labelled with a name and date. One of the jars was dated back to the 1960s. <sighs> so, I mean, it was formerly owned by a doctor called Ronald Bowman, or Bowman, a former University of Florida research and professor. And uh, he was uh, he published stuff in the 70s and 80s. And so they're investigating whether they're his. Um, the doctor. <laughs> well, he's, he's he's got work. He has work relating to tongues. But I just think, where do you get your tongues, mate? Yeah, that's the question he's asking. 
Where's your tongues? Now, I want to see this jar of tongues. I've it's, seen the outside of the jar. Could it be an edgine, though? Maybe it'd be a collector. Oh, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, digging man. shit up and like saying, for my research, you know, like some Frankenstein oh, oddball. God, it's it could be, though. fucking wrong. And why squat them under the floorboards? You know what I mean? That's the main bit. He hasn't done them in cupboards, has he? Maybe no. the cupboards were full. No, he's, he's <laughs> hidden them for a reason. He's hidden them for a reason. I think, you know, it's like... He might have kind of like one of them, like a massive writer. He's just like, look. Loads of stamps, he's just like tongue, tongue, he's like the taste, he's using someone else's. That's it, stamp. Maybe just, just for a bit. <laughs> Can you imagine bringing out a oh, wet old tongue oh, just to lick it? about any news on what other, everybody goes on about the tongues, what other body parts have we got? Anything else? Well, the thing is, the cr- somebody crawled underneath, right? Oh, said, some, some brave soul, some brave crawl, soul Jesus crawled under, you know, but it's like they said, um, um. They saw a few children's toys, uh, construction debris, all sorts of crap, then in the jars, right? I looked at them and noticed masking tape with a single name on each of the jars, right? So these are contained different parts. Oh, right, got you now. So there's Angela, Heather, Virginia, all women. (laughs) So it's going to continue the inspection, but those first names didn't sit right with me. So this is the housing inspector. He's like, right, I've got to get the rosas in here. You know what I mean? He says, I went back and found one of the jars was rusted through on top. Inside, I saw a plastic bag and I immediately was looking at small bones. Uh. And he was, oh God. I removed the bag and almost immediately realised it was actually a small infant child. Oh my God, he's a wronger. No, whatever it is, he's a wronger. The details of her little face were still very much preserved. Oh no, fuck. Oh God. Oh, what are you finding that? Tongues and other I mean, nightmares you're going to get from it. I mean, it's just Christ. tongues. Have you ever had a tongue, tongue sandwich? As in, like, eating what? tongues. Oh, I yeah. like tongues. Yeah, I've never been keen on it. No, it's a bit... What's the thought in it? Yeah, that's exactly it, you know. And you just think, God, that's a big thing. Oh, big cow's floppy tongues. Yeah, but the weird thing like is that. you buy it sliced, don't you, tongue? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen it in the shop unsliced? No. Um, oh. It's just... Basically, it's a cooked, boiled tongue, and you get it, and you just hold it, and you just kind of cut lumps off. The idea of cutting lumps off a tongue to put in a sandwich, and I went to Morrison's for a bit on deli just for a couple of weeks. You could like yeah. moving me around, and I had to do the meat machine. You know, when you get like a the meat machine, yeah, exactly. You know, you just get a big chunk. I think that's your nickname. <laughs> 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 now, <laughs> literally, you know, you're just holding it against the dice. Oh, so you could, God, I could yeah. imagine how they could slice the tongue. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you'd do it end on, or maybe end on. You just get thicker and thicker. Just slices. <laughs> Just, just lisps more and more as it goes on. <laughs> and I do, oh I, just, I just think it's quite terrifying, isn't it? Yeah, it is you know? Recently, I've been renovating my house, uh, and I, I basically I'm pulling the the stair carpet down, terraced house, 120 years old. I'm pulling it all the way down, coming off all the, what they call those little... Gripper rods. Like, gripper rods. Yeah. And I get down to the third on the bottom step, come flying off the steps, you know, someone had oh, sliced no. it with a razor blade, you know, like over the standing line. I'm like, what the fuck is that? You know, must have fitted it like that. So then the last three steps, did it manually, off, looked at the, the second step up. Yeah. I think there's loads of fucking screws on this. What's going on here? So I looked down on it, there's two holes, you know, it's so basically where you put your foot, the flat of the step, there's two holes, uh, you know, maybe about 12 inches apart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's drilled two big holes and he's jigsawed it all out and then there's all these screws, mad screws holding it completely intact so there's no squeaky step I'm thinking squeaky steps with squeaky, oh, you know, squeaky floorboard there's going to be it. jewels there's going to be fucking tre- in it or at least a treasure map or something and did it all got a 
empty. It wore his squat all that, or his little bank, you know what I mean? In old oh. days, he just took his, you know, his, his carpet off, unscrewed it all, put his money in, kept it safe for when he needed it. Oh, that's good. I was it? so giddy. Or anything, you know, a very long day, and I thought, I've just made it, this is it, I've won. Won in life and not yet. <laughs> well, you don't win. Empty. We're not meant to win. We're just meant to catalogue other people's exactly. win, wins and loses. Yeah, true. And at least I didn't catalogue yeah, them. Yeah, that's one it You did use. I think it's a good one. Sure, well, this is going to be this next one's going to be a win or a loss here, but this is um, I found this one interesting, right? And um, I won't tell you the headline, yeah, yeah, you know, guess the headline, <laughs> <laughs> will you tell me at the end of it? Uh, there were strange things afoot at a Bonington cafe, oh, where, sorry. a Bonington place called Bonington, it's, uh, it's in London, apparently. Right, you know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's a vegan cafe, um, and it's uh, so it's obviously you know no tongue, uh, no tongue in there. You, it's a tongue-free zone. You'd have thought it'd be a tongue-free zone, wouldn't you? Yeah, definitely. Like vegan cafe, you almost guaranteed nothing dodgy going on there. Uh, so um, a British woman's claimed she was answering the call of nature in the toilets of a, this London cafe when she stumbled upon members of a satanic sex cult ah. eating pork pies and scotch eggs. <laughs> ah, beautiful. Anya Driscoll was visiting the Bonington Cafe in Vauxhall with her brother when she made the shocking discovery. <laughs> now wait for this. This is a toilet. In the toilets of a vegan cafe. Uh, the- Go on, sorry, go on. So she she, she walked into these lavies now and she found 20 people dressed in black robes carrying ceremonial daggers eating what? pot pies and scotch eggs. Uh, in the toilet, that's the grossest thing about the story for me is eating yeah. in the toilet, in the public toilet. Yeah, this, you know those kind of pub snacky type things. No, that's it, it's just terrible. How big is that fucking toilet? <laughs> it's insane, yeah. it's his story. Well, she took to Twitter to share the twisted tale, learning that the group were likely members of a secret organisation founded by Alistair Crowley, oh. or Crowley, an English occultist once dubbed the wickedest man in the world. Well, that was last week, we had a little mention. Yeah, of him, we did, didn't we? Yeah, he, he popped up. And so, like, uh, she'd, been, she'd been enjoying a meal at the vegan eatery when her brother returned from the toilet and urged her to make the trip himself. <laughs> <laughs> of course he's vegan and they're eating yeah. pot pies, evil well, bastard. Well, what I like best is, like, he's, he's come back from lavish with look on his face going, ooh, I think you need a quick poo too. <laughs> <laughs> go on, go on. Off your trot. <laughs> she said he'd come back with an odd look at his, on his face. <laughs> and she followed his lead, expecting <laughs> to find some really bad art about veganism. <laughs> <laughs> or a massive cock on the wall. Yeah, or well, let's be vegan cafes. It will have been just some mad out about a vegan. Then you walk in, you see this lot going on. You know what I mean? But why the toilets? Is, did they meet them? Did they have the rented the space? What well, this is is, so, so she went through right. And he, he goes, I stepped through a signposted door that takes me into the terraced building next door. She said, the toilet is apparently on the third floor. It feels I'm walking up the stairs in a private room. At the top of the first flight of stairs is a landing room. It appears to be a kitchen. On a table, a, cl- a classic British buffet of scotch eggs, breadsticks, <laughs> cheese, etc. is laid out. <laughs> the room is full. It's a party! Except all the people, and there are at least 20 of them, are all wearing floor-length robes, 
<laughs> Some are ceremonial daggers, and they're making polite conversation and chomping on mini pork pies. Oh my it's God. like eyes wide shut meets keeping up appearances. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. It's all very British. <laughs> she claims she tapped a cult member on the shoulder to ask where to find the toilets. And when she returned, the group was shuffled into an adjoining room as one member announced that it was... Time to begin. Oh my <laughs> god. Oh, that's super cool though. It's getting better now. Oh, that's it. I don't need any bad just hanging around in the toilet with it, pop. <laughs> well, it's, I think, to be honest, there, there might be some sort of sex cult. There might be something a bit different. With Crowley, you know, was spunking all over everything, was. wasn't it? You know it's mean? all guessology. But to be honest, they didn't sacrifice her, did they? You, you know, she were right for the pickings. Well, vegan meat's the sweetest meat. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon it is? so because it's not going to have all the toxins of meat it's like eating oh, dog I want to eat a yeah, dog because yeah, yeah. I, I like dogs I'm a bit of a dog fan mm. but also it's like one of those things is like you know never eat carnivore yeah, yeah don't believe in carnivores you want to eat something grass fed don't you yeah very true I'm not even eating cheese or dairy it's not going to have a little bit of a cheesy undertone are they yeah yeah, yeah? and vegan a bit Trumpy taste. I think that's it? what this is all about veganism the big push for veganism yeah. it's just basically whoever's eating us He's sick of the taste of us and all the crap we're eating. lizards. Like yeah, the reptilians. Want, exactly, getting in their heads. You're just thinking, well, we need to change the venue here. Let's start getting in their heads. What will happen is the vegans, they're all going to be doing that. And then the, the, the government's going to start offering sort of like free sort of beer massages. Yeah, like oh, Kobe yeah. beef. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this beer massage is lovely, <laughs> isn't it? It's like barbecue sauce. It's just like, I'm bassing barbecue sauce. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good for you. It's vegan barbecue sauce. <laughs> don't, don't dry off. Don't dry off. <laughs> Straight up. Let me sort that thing. <laughs> <laughs> for vegan, you know, the old series. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. V for vegan, maybe that's what it stood for. I quite like that. Now I've had a little look through. I, mean, I, I like to call it me, uh, me the, the lighthouse light, but really, like it depends on. It's not your yeah. flashlight. <laughs> so we've all been here. Um, Dad suffers permanent erection after o- operation when 1.5 tons of glass fell on his groin. Oh my God! What the <laughs> hell? How does it go up? And you think it'd be yeah. the other way around? How does glass? What the? Yeah. <laughs> tell me. Tell me. James Scott has been left with a permanent erection after an operation. Right? He's been left in so much pain he can't even wear trousers, leaving him feeling like a prisoner in his own home. (laughs) Prisoner in his own underpants. Yeah. (laughs) So if he he, he says James Scott, fifty seven, says he feels too ashamed to see his young daughter. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. He's have to go naked and all that. So keep the waistband. Yeah, well you can always do. That's always an option, isn't it? We've all been there. So he suffered severe groin injuries after 1.5 tonnes of glass fell on him in a work accident, leaving him with a fractured bone in his his spine (laughs) and a blocked urethra. 
You know, it's like steel's bad, isn't it? You know what I mean? Another, you know, yeah. one point odd ton of whatever, but glass, that's gross. It's nasty, it all isn't smash it? on you and stuff. I mean, Imagine wow. Slithers of it all. I mean, come on, yeah. he's going to be in for a bit of compote from this, isn't he? I mean, got a bit of a crash. I mean, but I wouldn't like to get the. I mean, whatever I've had to compote for injuries from being run over <laughs> and things a couple of times. <laughs> I've always had to focus to photos of the offended actor. <laughs> Imagine that spot that bad boy. <laughs> and the thing is as well I mean what do you do you take a photo of a boner and then you just be basically saying still hard yeah. <laughs> still yeah, hard I have to go live for a day so I think it's a bit of a bust to be honest you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it cannot go down then he goes on he says the dad of one had an operation to repair the damage done to his penis two years ago but complications during the procedure left him unable to get an erection ah. right so he later underwent further surgery to fix the issue uh, which reportedly oh, no, involved no. doctors inserting metal rods into his penis. Oh, it makes me feel awful. Oh. I mean, come on. Of course you've got a permanent bone if you've got a bloody iron rod in it. You know what I mean? Oh, no. So, I mean, he's one of the other things. I think, I, I don't know, right, permanent erection or no erection or what you know. Permanent erection. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't live without it, though, could you? It'd be awful. And it would be rubbish, wouldn't it? You know they what I mean? They would extend to all the He's in constant pain with it, though. Ugh. I'm not sure with it. I think he's bluffing, to be honest. <laughs> he's turning around and saying he's now a prisoner in his own home and he can't put his trousers on because he's. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm never having a week off, I'm like that. <laughs> Permanent erection with no trousers on. <laughs> you don't leave the house. Yeah, don't leave the house, that's it, yeah. <laughs> and you're going nowhere near your daughter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You don't want him looking. God, God that'd be awful, cat would be quite like that. So, I mean, but I'm saying good luck to him. Yeah, I mean, good luck yeah. to him and everything. You never know, he could do a career choice, he could do something, he could be. He <laughs> could make know, it work. He could be the next John Wayne Bobbitt, couldn't he? You know what I mean? But Is that England as well, then? Where's that? Uh, that? Yeah, that were England as well. I don't, I don't know where in England, though. But I mean, yeah. I'm why you're worried about bumping into him. We don't, you can't go out else. <laughs> Maybe your neighbour you know about it, wouldn't you? you know I mean? There again, no trousers on. Just looking really sad. Well, I don't think this is a residence where he lives, this, because this is a residence that's a bit more mysterious. Mm, right? Spooky. So we do, we need a bit of spooky music for this one, I think. I'll, I'll pop a bit up and don't worry. A town centre flat sells for just one pound? Uh-huh. Which town? Because, oh, I'll come to that. Uh, nice because nice. no one can get into it. <gasps> The unusual single room property in picturesque Wisbeach, Cambridgeshire, has gone under the hammer for just a quid. But the new owner has one big challenge, and as there's no way of getting into it. <laughs> the home, which is wedged between two shops and has no access points, has been sold for just one pound. Right? Incredibly, no one has ever lived in the property or knows what's inside. I don't know if he's dead. He's <laughs> real. That's it. The remarkable home comprised of a single 129 square foot room with no doors. <gasps> right? Has he got a window? It boasts one long window at the front overlooking a river and with far reaching town views over picturesque Whiz Beach in Cambridgeshire. But there's one major setback because as there's no way to access the flat, 
meaning nobody knows what's inside. So the long one you can't crawl through and get through, he's too can't see through, he's boarded. Oh, what? Yeah, so oh. still this mystery room is there. How would you go past and get in it? Because you, you, you're not going to say, right, I've got a room there, I'm knocking your wall down, I'm going to come in and tap the wall. I don't know. I mean, I've, I've, I've had a look at it, I've had a picture of it, because it's not like, because it's a, what it is, there's like a, um, you know, you have you know, like two houses, and there's like a little path between the two, or a little, yeah, little. Yeah. It's enough to squeeze a car through. Let's yeah, put it that yeah. way. And it's the building above that. Ah, right. But there's not access to from one side or the other. There's no access to it. It's just there. There's no trapdoor in the tunnel part of it. Nothing. How long has it been there for until Oh, it's now? old. Ah, really right. old. It's not new builder. Old. It's, yeah, it's hundreds yeah. of years. So but why would someone sell it for a quid? I'm sure it'll cost you more to kind of like put it on the market and you know to do the actual sale and all that stuff. Oh, no. Just absolutely, absolutely bizarre, isn't it? Oh, yeah. it's crazy. But if you wanted to find it, it's um, it's let's have a look. It's located at five to six Neem Key, I think it's called, and it sits between Tasty China Restaurants at number five <laughs> and Bridge Insurance Office next door. Oh well, yeah, so you can look it up. If you interested to see what happens. It's just getting into the first one in there. But saying that, with my bloody step, it was so disappointing. You know what I mean? You get into it, and there's no in it. It's well, what I, I'm, what I'm going to be personally keeping my eye out for is if it comes on market again in a month. Mm. Same conditions. I'll give two quid. I'll put quids in both. Yeah, I know. But what happens? The thing is, the previous owner disappeared. Huh? No, can you imagine that? I'm oh, not saying he has done it. Jesus Christ. I'm just thinking that's it. He just sort of kind of Somehow got in, yeah. and that's it. Could be a portal to another dimension. Oh, love it. And they're a classic. Can they just like bash, bash it through with like some camera poles and like that? Well, I think that's what they need to do. Exactly, they need to get to bother it. The town needs to get together over there. They need to get the shit together. They need to have a bit of a look, don't they? <laughs> Big time. <laughs> oh, that's far. I love stuff like that. Yeah. strange thing and dark magic possibly involved and they've got another one here and it's a voodoo doll speculated to have washed up on Cape Canaveral Beach <laughs> oh, nice so this could be another thing it swings us back to the old sort of like space Cape Canaveral that's where all the space stuff sets off from you know and um, history shows that you can find just about anything on Florida's beaches but some things are obviously about some things are obvious about what they are but what a beach walker found on Thursday is much more mysterious mm. It was a rather strange doll made out of coconuts, right? <laughs> Said Bruce Robertson. Initially, at, at Cherry Down Park, I don't know where that is, Robertson said he was creeped out. He says, what was really sort of terrifying and horrifying or interesting was that it actually had human teeth. Oh, fuck, in a coconut. <laughs> <laughs> a creepy, anyway, little face in a coconut. I know. And he says, it pictures also oh, show it, it has snake skin on it. Oh, shit. And items that appear to be arms and legs with feathers on uh, them. That's a mucky thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's says, look at me. Well, he picked it up. People got a fucking picture I've got a fucking oh, picture of it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like so Robertson, Robertson said he dropped it back to 
in the ocean because of the other beach girl goers told him it's a voodoo doll oh, and it dear. should be destroyed, not saved. Oh my god. But then, after some research, Robertson said he changed his feelings and now believes the item represented an African spider go- god known as Anansi, Ooh. which could be true. It was the god of slaves that came from Ghana and the Caribbean and it was, um, and they used it for good luck and protection. We were quite relieved to find out it wasn't a voodoo doll. I think it is. I personally think it is a voodoo doll. It seems I need to have a fucking beak in Right, so we've got human now. teeth and well, it's snake skin. It's, it's got snake skin on it. It's got human teeth on it and stuff like that. So oh, I feel okay about it now because I don't think it is anything sinister. Oh no, it is fine. <laughs> oh, that's sinister as shit. It's like some spider legs coming off it. Big fat tummy, coconut on top of it, human gnarly, horrible maw. That oh, is dirty. No, I'll get that on fire. Honestly, I won't put it on fire. Yeah, kick it back in to see oh. who'll be taking that home. Yeah, oh, see, that. I would have to take well, it home. Do you know what they do? Ask guys. And people go, oh, it's all right. Where'd they get the teeth? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where'd they get the bloody teeth? That's why I want to know. Do you ever hear that book? Further up, I think it's more like Canada or Nova Scotia. Or, oh, I'm so bad with my facts. That bit where like loads of feet got wa- washing oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you the end of that and the science behind it? because it's still going on. Yeah, but do you know the science? No. So basically, you're drowned. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you, you eventually... You, you you start kind of like working loose your body or maybe a bit of a shark has a gnarl and everything else. It's because I've got really good trainers on. <laughs> so really? you know, it's just that's the thing that floats is so your trainer. Your new balance. Exactly, your arse ain't gonna pop to the surface. Yeah, it's like not, not denim, it's really <laughs> a big fat funny bumble ain't gonna be floating about. But your feet do, and they just get into a certain current in the ocean. And it just looks like loads of them are going to, you know, like the Canadian coast. So it's just, just getting on this. Exactly, just in a circle, but it's just like random know. people across the whole of the, you know, that area of the, of the ocean. And they're just eventually working off the foot and then just pop oh, to the surface and then there's another high balance. Or, you know what I mean? Oh, man, you're there. Well, what you need to be doing then in that case, if for fear of being murdered, you need to put like a little message in your insult, <laughs> don't you? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, or get the soul of your tattoo, foot, uh, tattooed with your name. Yeah, yeah, that's it. They'll find yeah. you then, yeah. won't they? No, I think that'd be quite a good one. <laughs> one here now you see oh, I think you know it's a bit of a bit of a warning to the curious of this sort of stuff yeah. and I think it I think it goes without saying this to be honest I think it's one of these things that you know if you're sensible you wouldn't do it but they're having to warn people whales online are warning people not to do this so doctors warning people not to insert frozen potatoes and let hey, it to remedy inserting <laughs> frozen potatoes yeah, here we go, here we go. Sufferers too embarrassed to seek medical help are trying the latest wacky home remedy. But doctors have warned it could be dangerous and you shouldn't try it. Oh, shit, no, don't. A number of online websites suggest a, a frozen french fry, or a, a chip as we call them, the right name, a chip. <laughs> so a chip-sized piece of potato frozen, inserted internally for 30 seconds, is just the ticket for pile sufferers. Oh, Can you imagine trying to get a frozen no. chip past your Johnny Giles? Oh my god, it's sharp, it's so sharp. Why and get cold! You know, I can see the cold if it's something for your piles. It might, you know, smooth, can you like a, I don't know, frozen pencil in a condom? <laughs> <laughs> Why you looking potato? Is it the starch or something as well? I have no idea, it's because of raw potato. Because a raw potato is slightly acidic, 
It apparently can relieve pain and itching while it's frozen state constricts blood vessels in the sensitive zone. Oh, imagine you're pulling through my oh, snaps or something. God almighty. Tea. You know when you swallow a chip and it's really sharp and you can feel it going all the way oh, down your stomach God, and it yeah. fucking kills <laughs> that going other way. Coming in other way, now that'd be absolutely nightmarish. Oh, and he goes, here's what you need to do, says this article online. Peel a raw potato and cut it into thin slices, mm. like you do with chips. Put the slice <laughs> in the freezer and wait until they're frozen. <laughs> Insert the frozen potato slice in your anus and leave it inside for 30 seconds. Oh. Oh. Repeat the process for three to five days. Come on, mate. <laughs> and the thing is, can you imagine the state of that chip when you pull oh it out? Oh, my God, I'd be embarrassed to look at it. I won't look at it, would you? Oh. Crinkle, what would you go? Crinkle cut. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Crinkle cut or ribbed for their pleasure. <laughs> Crinkle cut for your pleasure. The French tickler of the chip world. <laughs> Nothing. Just ramming in a big old creep. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> then you're pulling it out like a it's fucking great lumbee. Like, <laughs> it just pop, 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 pop. Oh. <laughs> fucking raspberry asshole. That coming out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that is just so obscene, isn't it? How does this thing get on oh, no. the internet? Man? What is up with that? Oh, that's absolutely wrong. <laughs> Well, they reckon the potatoes have got some sort of astringent properties and stuff, but I'm not having that. I mean, I mean, I don't really have. I, I sometimes have. I don't have. I don't have piles, but I have, I have a bit of bum trouble. Sometimes. I've had a, a sore butt for once, and it yeah. fucking killed. And it. Absolutely murdered. Oh god, there's no way you'd want to be shoving a chip up it. Oh man, no, I did one time at um, went to Meadowall years and years and years ago, and they had like bonfire at this kebab place. And you know, you taste the sauce, I'm like, my God, that's the best sauce I've ever had. I went back and said, I'll pay like three quid for a half cup of oh, that sauce. Yeah. Big old sauce. Was it? Is that like a spicy sauce? Yeah, or like proper yeah. chilli fucking hot sauce. Oh, it was God. gorgeous. And the next day, and I, oh my God, I've never <laughs> had pain like it in my life. It was like, like one little teardrop of juice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're sweating and crying and oh, nearly fainting, the, the horror of my butt all that day was just fucking unreal. <laughs> it's like you're after the condiment. Many <laughs> oh, mm, sauce left. Like nearly tempted, like, well, it's cooked. <laughs> Is that ketchup? No, it's blood. <laughs> it's chilli sauce. Can't imagine oh, that. No. Oh no! Well, no, the no. brave people—if they're doing that with asses like that. Do you know what it is? Desperate people. That's the problem, people. <laughs> yeah, basically. Everybody's fucking desperate. You oh, see, that's the saying, problem. That thing, you think it was one of the lads at work, wasn't it? One of Spark, and you know, were a big bloke. He went to Spain. Oh yeah, it? I know the guy. Um, yeah, yeah. And just seeing him coming out, of yeah, bathroom, big bruiser, wasn't it? Massive dude, bruiser, oh, fucking oh, old man, wasn't it? He, he came out like a girl out of them toilets, didn't he? He were brought, he brought yeah. low by his anus, wasn't he? Yeah, really. Really, really suffered, bless him. But like I said, to see a big man destroyed by his own butt. <laughs> oh no, it's a pitiable oh, thing, God. but you know. Time's ticked on. Well, I've just got one. I just want to clarify from last week. Oh, right. I cool. ballsed up on the, um, where are we, Beverly story. I said it was Oliver Cromwell, and it wasn't. 
uh, it was, let me just look into where, so let me just quickly read it out. So during the Middle Ages, uh, Beverly Minster was famous for an exectorial, what's that word, Arkid? Um, hang on, one second. Ecclesiastical. Thank you, that's too big for a penny. And it was a sanctuary. Yeah. So hunted men fled, it, fled to it from all over England. So you in trouble, you just fucking rode to fucking yeah, Beverly. Yeah. Once within the bounds, fugitives were given sanctuary for 30 days. While the clergy tried to intercede, inter, intercede, yeah. basically, yeah, yeah. you know, getting involved with it, saying, Look, let's try to sort it out for you. Uh, if this failed, the offenders were handed over to the coroner, uh, and they given them a choice of trial, trial or exile. Uh, oh. Beverly was unique among the uh, sanctuaries in offering a third alternative. The criminal might take an oath to become a servant of the church, oh. give all his property to the crown, and live in the town of Beverly for the rest of their life. Those who accepted uh, were known as the Frithmen. Uh, a famous story told how Towston, a henchman for William the Conqueror, who at the time was laying waste to the north, Towson violated the sanctuary of Beverly by leading a band of soldiers into oh. the minister in pursuit of a town folk who had fled there. As he crossed the threshold, there was a flash of light. Trouson fell. His head was completely turned round, oh. and his limbs transformed into hideous lumps. Oh, <laughs> wow. after, after this, the conqueror respectfully confirmed the minister to his privileges. So it's a right yeah. one, isn't it? Really, that you know. What I mean, and that sounds like a lightning strike, doesn't it? It's been exactly. Struck down you know by I mean? God. But I remember it before. I thought, God, there's something about the town of Beverly and something about That's the. That's incredible. But just have a little picture. You might be able to describe it better. God, this monkey phone. Why did they ever change? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's it's true. It's it's. Um, I mean, that's the actual seat. You need to sit on that chair. All oh, right. So what we're describing here basically is by the side of the altar, and behind the altar is like carved and wooden fresco sort of thing or frieze work, and there's loads of little saints in the little alcoves and things. It's like something from an M.R. James story. But this is a battered little chair. There's like a little wooden throne to one side. And if you get your ass parts in the wooden throne, it's just like you get a sanctuary. Hey, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that you can actually stay in Beverly for the rest of your natural, you know what I mean? You yeah. just inside his wall and they're like, yep, I'll be in with you. Yeah, have you ever been to Beverly? It's, it's, yeah, yeah, I've been it's through it. For well, some reason, I've, I've stopped and been in someone's house and I can't fucking yeah, remember. Well, Beverly, the weird thing there, you see, that's that's very near the Wall Newton Triangle. Exactly. Top you know end I mean? of it, top yeah, end of the Wall yeah. Newton Triangle. So yeah. I think we could be visiting there quite soon exactly. if we get a bit. We might even pop in there and have a little yeah. peek. We have a little sit down, have a I little think... dookie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we get our, we're after, we've had our, we're after we've done our shift in the lighthouse early doors, we might have to get across there. Exactly. And stuff like that, you yeah. know. But um, I think there, yeah, I think we've had enough news for one day. Well, see, I think I need to get up that ladder door, start cleaning that lens. Polish that bulb, man. Exactly. <laughs> Polish your bulb. <laughs> get it ripped. Yeah, so this is from uh, this is from Matt in the lighthouse at Kraken Cove. Well, Goodbye. Then, uh, this is from Ben. Take care, folks, because Benny cares. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram at Kraken Cold Pod. Ha ha!